Welcome to another episode of Premier League Patter with Thomas Hackett, Tom Ryan and Brett Maher. Welcome back to Premier League Patter. This time you can see our faces, our beautiful sort of faces. Unfortunately. It's only the third episode, but you'll see us on YouTube. So if you are looking on Spotify, now's the time to go and see what we actually look like. It's Monday. There's still a couple of games to be played today, but we've had a class weekend with Premier League footy. 29 goals so far. I'm, I'm told it's 2-0 Aston Villa, yeah. so 31 goals so far. Loads of talking points, um, loads of controversy, loads of good goals. So where do we start? We can probably start with the early kickoff on Saturday, which was Brighton versus Man United. You both watched it. What did you think yeah. of the game firstly, Tom? What do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, there's a bit of controversy in this one. Um... I think Brighton, unlucky again, really. What did I have down? So I put 1-1. One, one. Mm. Obviously got that entirely wrong. And to be fair, Brighton battered them for a lot of time. I, I think it's the most anyone's ever hit the woodwork yeah. in a game. Right. In one game, five times I hit the woodwork. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. That Mope again looked good. But obviously, uh, maybe you all want to chip in on what ended up happening at the end there with VAR. But I think Manu, quite fortunate, but wins a win, isn't it? Do you mean fortunate in that you didn't think it was a penalty? Uh, more on the performance, to be honest. Like, yeah. I thought Brighton were the better team. Uh, they must be scratching their heads how they've came away uh, with the defeat there. Yeah. But in terms of the penalty itself, maybe it probably was the correct decision. It's just so bizarre how... Yeah. I've never seen a penalty being given after a final whistle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think that's the first... Um, first time I can remember that that's been introduced, certainly in the English game. But I think it was the right the decision. Yeah, I, I, I believe it was. So, I believe it was. So, because I know we're going to go on to a load of points with VAR being everybody who's seen the games this weekend, there's a few talking points with VAR. But Charlie, although it seems hard done by because they would take, you know, final whistles being, yeah. then you get a penalty against you. But if it was a correct decision, then justice done, is it not? Yeah, I, I think. Like I say, we've spoke about VAR quite a lot already. Um, when it's used right, it's obviously, you know, it helps the game. But I think in this instance, it was the right decision. If I'm a Man United fan um, and VAR isn't in place, then I'll be screaming for a penalty because it is a penalty. Um, the result, though, 3-2. You thought Brighton had sort of salvaged a point. Uh, and given the performance that probably warranted Brett, um, but, I mean, there's something to be said about winning uh, when you don't play very well. So, I mean, what was your take on the game, Brett? I think United were very lucky. Mm. I think Brighton, like Tom said, and touched down on, very hard done by, by not coming away with at least yeah. at least a point. I mean, I think Neil Maupay, I think that's one of the best games I've seen him play for Brighton. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest... He's had a couple of games. I mean, he scored yeah. two last week. Yeah, he's played he's, well against us. And he gave it that whole crying sort of uh, <laughs> celebration, which has quickly backfired. It's a perfect karma, though, yeah. isn't it? I mean, he mocked United, thinking, oh, I've spoilt your party. Yeah. But as a player, right, you think, okay, we've we've scored a late goal. Mm. We're, we're, we're getting a point against Man United, which, fair enough, it's not the best Man United team we've seen. But for Brighton, it can be encouraging that, you know, we've got a point against a big, big English team. And... Mm. What would you, would you think as a player when you hear that final whistle, you start to walk off the pitch and then the referee turns around and goes, actually, no, I'm going to point to the spot. Mm. It must be quite True. you know, disheartening. Well, you're right. That's the way they've, they've got to take it where it's like, 
if they come away from that realizing oh, I feel hard done by and they keep their spirits up, that's good because sometimes it can be demoralizing though when you've played well, especially if you're one of the teams who will be further down the bottom, let's say. Yeah. You play well and you still get beat. Mm-hmm. That they can be hard to come back from, but I don't know. I do like the look of this Brighton team. To be honest, they they ripped us apart the other week. Uh, Newcastle That's too much. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> and I think they look good. I don't know who their next fixture is, but um, yeah, they'll be looking to bounce back straight. I wish away, I hadn't I said that because I don't have it at hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'd put two 0 United. I, I think. What did you go about? You I'd went with the one one draw as well. So yeah, I had one one. I well. call that one right. Um, luckily. Because it was 2-1 at one point, and then last minute it was the equaliser, and I thought you guys had got it right. But then, yeah, 3-2. Another, you know, big three points for Man United as well, to be honest. Um, I always sort of like when Sunderland, for example, I don't, I wouldn't say I like it, but there's something to be said for when a team can actually probably be the, the worst team and still come out on top. I would, I would got to do this every week where we remind you that's a Premier League podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Sunderland, however, did win at the weekend as well. Another 1-0 win. Grant Ledbetter, the boy, the spot. The man. We'll be uh, able to talk about him on this show sometime in the next 10 years. Always inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> next, um, well, I guess we can talk about the Crystal Palace-Everton game. Um, I went 2-1 Crystal Palace. It actually went the other way. I think you got this right, Tom. I think you actually got the correct uh, score. Yeah, I got 2-1 two one, well. two one Everton. What did you go with, Brett? Two, I two. went 2-2. Uh, two, two. Two, two. So we're all pretty close. Tom, you got the, the right result, though. Um, how did the game go? Um, Crystal Palace obviously had a, a good um, showed a good bit of form going into the game and I thought this was where they were going to be really tested I thought they were against a very sluggish Man United team last time out mm-hmm. but the seventh team top, sat, you know, joined top of the league and Hamas Rodriguez has fit in perfectly um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored again um, mm-hmm. they're looking quite good under Carlo Ancelotti <coughs> do you see it continuing mate or yeah, see, so continuing, I would say it was a close game, though. Another one where, well, obviously the result is close, but and another controversial penalty. Mm. What's uh, your take on this? Because we've, we've spoken about this before. I know, we were speaking about it beforehand. Me, personally, honestly, I can understand both arguments because mm. I know you used to were at loggerheads with which decision's right. Yeah, It's a strange one because his hand's there. It's a little bit away from his body. Hits his arm. There's no he can do about it. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's not trying to handball it, but it has changed the direction where the ball's going. Yeah, the ball so was obviously see, going I out. See each argument. Yeah. The way I always try and think of it with a penalty is if it, if I'm this uh, the the team who the decision should, should, could be going for or against, how would I react if that was my team? Yeah. Mm. So I'm thinking it probably is a penalty because I would want that pen. <laughs> That was if yeah. I was my team, I would want that penalty. It's harsh, it's unlucky on the kid, but I think I would want it. And it seems like matches, but if, it's, if, it's, if it's against you, though, would you argue that? <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I'm trying to think. You can, I can see how it would go that way, though. Most of the pundits seem to be that it definitely isn't a penalty. I know Roy Hodgson was royally pissed off, yeah, but I do <laughs> think, I do think overall, I'd be gutted if I went against this, but I know I'd be shouting for it if it was my team, so I'm edging mm-hmm. that way. What about you, Brett? Well, I, I watched it, uh, the whole game, actually, and it started off as I imagine it would, both teams, you know, both quick going forward, quite solid defensively, and it was cagey. Uh, you know, the play for the first goal, 
I'll just say, 11 years ago, they signed Seamus Coleman for 60 grand. And I tell you, he's been arguably... What a buy. What a buy, 60 grand. What does 60 grand get you in the Premier League these days, maybe? 40 million gets you, uh, Joe Linton, <laughs> if you want him. So True. how many Seamus Coleman's is that? <laughs> Seamus Coleman gets more goals this season as well. Yeah. But he's been a great servant, and this Everton team, obviously... I think that goal where, where it's worked from Seamus Coleman, though... I think that ball from James Rodriguez, the little reverse oh, yeah. the balls, just these, That's why these I opposite think first. You said, well, they keep it's it a touch going. of class that they haven't had for a while. I mean, yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson's carried them for the last couple of years. And he can sort of engineer something out of nowhere, but yeah. that was a touch of and class. And James, James or James or whatever you want to call him, he's a, he's a step beyond Sigurdsson, though. Yeah, he's, no, he's gonna, yeah he's I'd gonna, say so. It's early days, but I think he's... Um, He's fitting quickly. Most people don't hit the ground yeah. running in the Premier League. He looks quality. What I've seen for Everton was a lot more runs being made and I think when you've got players in the central midfield who you know can find you, you you'll make a lot more runs because you know yeah. you're going to get picked out uh, I think that's what they struggle with they probably rely too heavily on players like Gilfie Sigurdsson to pick a pass but I mean they look really good they look structurally really good at the back as well one thing that I'd maybe want to point out this Everton team are very good going forward Defensively, I think they they'd need another centre half. Yeah. For, for the goal they conceded, uh, I think it was Chiru Kuyate wins a header, and Michael Keane he just mm. he makes him look like a child. I, I'm a big fan of Michael Keane, uh, but Kuyate is a big lad. Yeah. I, I still I still think if Everton are going to be challenging, I think before the window shuts, they need well, who who and, else the who else they got there? They got Keane, uh, Mina. Yeah, yeah, Mina. The thing is, what what I think the Premier, the way the Premier League seems to be going, is that I think a lot of teams are struggling with set pieces, defending them. I think I don't think it's just an. Ev- I think you're right, but I think I can't name too many teams off the top of my head who really deal with set pieces that well. There seems to be a lot more teams, <laughs> um, you know, getting goals and getting. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I was going to say Burnley. They deal with them very well. Mm. Like a rugby team, man. Yeah, but I mean, I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I think a lot of a lot of goals come from set pieces yeah. these yeah. days. Against Chelsea's a big Definitely. one. Against Tottenham's a big one. Like Man City's another big one. So I think um, I think it's sort of a, a full Premier League thing at the minute. I think teams are just getting better at utilizing set pieces yeah. better. Nevertheless, it's it's two one. The, the, the march on still unbeaten. One three out of three. Everton away from home as well. We've already discussed whether or not it's actually a home advantage at the minute or not. But take make from that what you will. Yeah. But um, I was really impressed with them. I, I thought this would be the game that really tested them, and they've obviously won. Um, I think we'll be due to keep a clean sheet though. So next game, hmm. <laughs> start with this one. No, no, no. I think it's fair to say none of us got this right. You predicted three 0 Chelsea, but you forgot to put West Brom's goals in. <laughs> so West Brom at home yeah. to Chelsea. Um. Prior to the game, they'd picked up zero points. They'd lost their opening games. Yeah, They took a 3-0 lead. They're going to probably feel hard done by, no matter if it's against Chelsea or not, to throw a three-goal lead away. Um, it is just... it's Yeah, it's a bit demoralising that yeah, one. Yeah, it could have been a massive three points uh, for West Brom, so they'd be gutted about that, especially because it was pretty much the last kick of the ball from Tammy Abraham as well. Mm-hmm. But um, what happened this game, Brett? What, can you tell us how they got 3-0 ahead? Was it more Chelsea's doing, or was it good play from West Brom? I think a bit of both. I mean, I have touched down last week on how West Brom, you know, do look promising going forward. Yeah. And I don't think in them two games that they played prior to this that, They'd really had that 
killer age. I mean, yeah, they did get two against Everton, but they could have had two or three in the first half against Everton last mm-hmm. week. So I think they've took advantage of, you know, some shaky Chelsea defending uh, to race into a 3-0 lead. I think you're right. It is disheartening when you you throw away a 3-0 lead at home. Yeah. And like you say, whether that's an advantage or not still, but to throw that away, Slavon Bilic should be, you know, yeah, giving his lads a kick. Well, not kicking, but I think full. the whole team will be, I can imagine they'll all have went, hard, went in like, flat yeah. at full time. And I think potentially comes down to a bit of Premier League experience and how to close a game out properly. You can't discredit Chelsea's fight back. Bilic, yeah. Bilic himself was saying, he's like, we've got to believe that we can beat these boys and yeah. we deserve to be here. And they seem to slack off a little in the second half. Yeah. You get that to a degree, you know, like, see top teams do it mm. they've got a lead and they sort of uh, sit on it a little bit but they had one more one more goal in them and they and they beat Chelsea and well, did they, did they change the tactics did they change the shape second half there's maybe a lot to do with Chelsea coming did, out them did, more you, did well. you feel like they actually just sat back and tried to defend the lead rather than continue playing football that had actually got it them felt a bit like, lead in the if, first place yeah it felt like that to me mm. but also Chelsea came at them differently so there's other things to yeah but it did. It did feel like they were like, okay, we've got this. We just don't want to lose now. We can't yeah. lose this uh, three 0 lead. Yeah. One more goal though, and you had to believe that that would have killed them off. Like, yeah. Is saying this right? A point's not a bad point for West Brom against Chelsea. You got to think before, before the game. Before the game, before the game, game they yeah. would have probably snatched your hand off if you said you'll get a point. Hundred percent. So, but the, the it's the manner the, of the it, benefits of a of a three one three two three nil. Uh, win against Chelsea or just sort of win regardless. Firstly, it cut a bulge in the table because of how um, early we are in the season, and it gives you that belief that look, we can literally beat one of the sort of top supposed team. top four, top five teams in the uh, in the um, in the country. And I think a lot. Of, I mean, Thiago Silva had his debut, mm-hmm. makes a mess of some pretty um, what should be pretty simple defending. Um, don't take much away from the actual finish, but. You don't expect that from someone of Thiago Silva's quality and yeah. calibre and experience. Um, we'll see how he does. It's interesting straight away. Some people were talking as if this if this lad's never won anything in his life. Ugh, I, yeah. I know he's done it in France. You know, Some people say weaker league, but I'm sure he'll be fine. It was a mistake. He owned up to it properly. Um, you do just... The one thing I would maybe wonder about him is if he has just came here a little too late for pace and stuff like that. But... I don't know. Mm. The best defenders in the world don't even need that pace half yeah. the time to read I, it well. I think, I think he'll recover be all right. I think the one main reason that Frank's brought him in is because he's quite an experienced guy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the youngsters could probably, you know, young centre-halves like Tamori could probably learn something from a guy like Well, Silver. at the minute, they've got to be worried because that is what he's trying to plug. That was the thing that kept them mm-hmm. last season from maybe going even further. And the same as mm. where they left off at the minute, conceding yeah. goals. The point for me that I would take is that this whole calendar year, I think Chelsea's defences always looked suspect. Um, It's knocked them out of European competitions. Um, It's put them further down the lead than they should have been. They still scored three in this game and knocked them away with all three points. They need to to sort that defence out. We've seen bad defending that cost them against Liverpool ultimately. I mean, they were second best in that game when they got beat 2-0. But how easy they got... I mean, you can say that's a good ball from Jordan Henderson, but it was far too much of a high line. Um, it was more of a punt than anything. And then he brings straight, him down, straight, straight red. Down yeah, Christiansen couldn't deal with his pace. So 
Frank knows, and I think what we said in the sort of prediction show on Friday was that Frank would be looking for a clean sheet in this game. So that the point that he's conceded three goals against a newly promoted team, I think you'll be livid with. You've got to think this, keep our walk straight in this new boy. I think so. Because uh, you, you put Willie Caballero in that three shots all went in. Kept yeah. before that making mistakes. I've never, ever, ever been a fan of Willie Caballero. Not when he was at Man City. I know, Brett, you shag him for, you know, every time I've said this, Brett's been in his corner. But he's always looked dodgy. He's He's got a mistake in him. And also he makes... He ma- he doesn't make the saves that he definitely should. He, he, some of the some of the the, sh- the shots that beat him, most good keepers would sling the hat on. But what so. goalkeeper hasn't got a mistake in them though? No, I know that. But Willie Caballero is just not. If he was, he'd, he'd have his place cemented in some Premier League team. He, he's okay mm. for backup. He probably trains well, well and that. Wasn't it? Yeah, but when it comes to teams like West Brom, you can't be conceding three. Yeah. Anyway, Frank knows what I think. Frank knows what he's got to do. He's he's doing a good job. I think um, they are a young squad as well. But the fact that there'll be positives from the game, they've fought back from a 3-0 um, deficit. deficit. So there's definitely positives there. There, I think before the game, though, they've been expecting a win. What did we all have, all have on that? I, I put 4-0. You, you had 4-0. 4-1. one So all thought, so fair play at West Brom. Yeah. We all thought they were going to get hammered. Well, they've shown a bit of backbone. They've shown that they're, they're up for the fight. Um, so they'll be encouraged from it. Um, encouraged. Encouraged. I'm a Macam. I don't say encouraged. I say encouraged. I will say it's de- it's definitely going to be surprising <laughs> how you bring that up. I had to do it. It's definitely going to be surprising to see. Well, to look forward to it, see how they're going to start the you know the next game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see if it'll be same performance or if they may. I think Basilva. He made a mistake, but he'll be in if he's fit now. He's he's got to be in. He's brought him in to definitely. change off back line so yeah. he'll, be, he'll be in do you think so, so, do you think Thiago Silva and Tamori's the, the best I thought it would be him and Rudiger no. Rudiger had him on the bench you think I, I think uh, Zuma Zuma uh, he's Zuma Zuma and Tamori maybe well, not uh, Thiago I, Silva I, I, I think I, I mean he's, he's looking he's looking at possibly loaning that Tamori you'd add it but I don't, uh, I don't Rudiger know. as well maybe mm. be interesting but I well, think all had mistakes be, in them so they're, they're all be Thiago Silva with somebody I believe yeah see Next, Burnley were at home to Southampton. So I know very quickly, prediction wise, on Friday, you'd went with 1 1. Uh, Tom, you'd went I'd with 1 0 Burnley. 1 0 Burnley. I actually went 3 1 Southampton. Southampton. You. Hmm. I got the result. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get the score right, but Southampton did win. Um, it was a cagey game, Brett. Um, Southampton obviously came out on top, but these are the games Burnley have to sort start to compete in and the st- need to start getting points from these sort of games if they're going to stay up. Um, how did you see the game going, mate? Uh, exactly how it planned out. I've seen maybe not a lot of goals to be in it. Uh, I thought both teams would have set up the way they have, hence why the scores ended 1-0. I think both teams were looking to maybe just have a snatch and grab because Burnley's the type of team where they could take a 1-0 lead and defend mm. it properly. Uh, credit to Southampton though, they've, they've, they've went to Burnley and like you say, if you had to stay in this league, you need to be beating the teams that's going to be in and around you yep. and that's exactly what Southampton's done. Uh, credit to them. I do think they're still going to be involved with a scrap this season. I do too. I haven't got too. much to really say on this game. It was... You know, we had it 1-0 Burnley, was 1-0 Southampton. Mm. It felt, uh, it felt yeah. like that, you know, it felt like one goal, like you uh, said, yeah. Nick did, haven't really we? It was, got much it was quite scrappy. Yeah. The goal came from the right-hand side. It was a great little ball, reverse ball from Chi Adams and Danny mm. Ings. 
he's, just, he's, he's the man that you want there. He's yeah. going to be the difference in games like this, potentially, because he's got... Fair enough, it didn't work out for him at Liverpool, but he's, he's fit, he looks sharp, he looks deadly. Um, I think he's the man who's sort of keeping Southampton with a fighting chance in every game. Can you pass me one as well, Murph? Um, so 1-0 Southampton, good result for them. Um, clean sheet, which is always a positive. Jeez, bro. Um, yeah, Sean Dice, I think's. I think it's going to be a long old season. He's, for him. He's, he was crying out afterwards for signings. He's mm. better, when your manager's basically going on the telly begging your board to sign them. You know there's something wrong there. Yeah. I don't understand why <clears throat> their finances, but you know they've been in the Premier League for a number of years now. You'd think they'd have some money to spend. Mm-hmm. He needs reinforcements. Being beat twice in a row. I think. Uh, I think yeah, I what? think even Jeff Hendrick. Well, yeah. this, Jeff Hendrick leaving. Is he was, he was a big player for Burnley. Uh, Burnley and I think players like that um, who are real scrappers has, has sort of kept them going in the last few years but um, I think he's got work to do I think you're right Tom. I think he's got to build I think he's got a few new players I, I, he needs reinforcements well, everyone knows that game now you know what I mean you yeah. know what you're going to get against Burnley there's no real tactical surprises there because the, the, the thing is there's they nothing you can, can change with the, they've got some yeah. good football. yeah they do uh, sometimes they don't play to that but they've, no. they've, they've had some good centre midfielders who can control the pace Stephen of the game Stephen Defoe yeah, uh, but they, they seem to not play towards that sometimes. They seem to, you don't know which Burnley team is going to turn up sometimes. Um, he knows he's got work to do and I think hopefully he'll get given a bit of money and potentially sign some new players, whether, whether it's now or, or in January. There was a link for Tarkowski to be going to, I think it was Leicester. Mm. So, you well, know, West Ham if bid they can't lose players well, like that. Yeah, ex- well, that's exactly it. Like that. I mean, if... Sean Dyche is screaming out, you know, for the board to like back him. I don't think the board. I think Burnley could go down, have a terrible season, and they'll still stick with Sean Dyche because they know what they're going to get with him. Probably. But I think if Burnley ought to stay in the league this season, he definitely needs back them because yeah. it's it not a good. It's not a good squad. start from them at all. And you're right, Tom. There's, it's you do get a lot of money from just staying in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So. To, they need to redistribute that into the team to give them a fresher look, give them something else. I know people have been hit with this whole. You know, COVID thing that's been happening, Gates mm. and whatnot, but I don't know, it seems strange. I don't think Premier don't League buy. teams can rely on gate receipts too much these days. Mm. Maybe the lower league teams do, yeah. but yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a splash in the water compared to what you get yeah, from the, the TV, TV money. money and all that. But um, nonetheless, Southampton win. Uh, the game after that was the Sunday morning, well, Sunday 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield versus Leeds game, Sheffield at home. Um, obviously had a good season last season. I went with 2-1 Leeds. What did you go with, Tom? 2-2. Uh, 2-2, two, two. Two, two, yeah. What you brought? I went 2-0 Sheffield United. 2-0 Sheffield. Um, I did think it was going to be a, a cagey game, hotly contested. Turns out just a goal split them. Um, if you're a Sheffield United fan and you're getting beat um, at home to a newly promoted team, what, what, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, you're worried, and it's three defeats on the trot, isn't it? Mm. So you don't want to start Bottom of the there. league, yeah. Um, I still thought they played all right, but yeah, they just couldn't convert. Yeah. Um, they seem the, to miss a little the bit. The main issue is, for, for me, that I see, is that they, they were very, very hard to beat last year. Mm-hmm. They, they really... Um, Second season syndrome. The, yeah, but they really? frustrated a lot of teams. And and when the games... They were, the, the teams they played against... They were always in the game, but they did scrape through a few results. Mm-hmm. They didn't score enough goals. And I mean, it's only three games in, but they're yet to find the net. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a big worry. They're the only team not to have scored so far. 
Um, they've got beat off a Leeds team that I actually think are going to do relatively well this yeah. season. I think they've got so much energy about the squad going forward. I don't. I don't think they're a counter-attacking team because they can play some. And really they've shown good there football. that they can go to your ground and give you a fight yeah. as well. You know what I mean. And they had some incredible performances. I know it was in the championship, but last year they just blew so many teams away with their attack mm-hmm. football. And I think the Premier League teams are not going to be exempt from that as well. So another good three points. When you think of they had Liverpool as well, and they give them a hell of a game. They could be sat joint top of the league had they played someone else or even on a different day, possibly yeah. even beat Liverpool. So, yeah, how did you see the game going, Brett? Uh, I thought it would have probably been the one, like you say, where Sheffield United, you know, frustrated teams last season yeah. mm-hmm. and grinded out results. And I did think this would be the game where Sheffield United would. I think Chris Wilder is going to be looking, you know, at the minute. You can always work with it. I know it's three games in, but maybe if you're scoring goals and you're getting beat or you, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can maybe like sympathise with your players and be like, okay, it's it's not clicking, but it will get there. But mm-hmm. if, you know, you you can see it well, and you're not scoring, yeah. you're bottom of the league and your football mightn't, like, th- they were a very hard team to beat last season. Hence why I think they were loitering around fifth and sixth place mm-hmm. for majority of it. I'm not sure if they're maybe one of those teams again. I know I keep going down to the, the thing of having fans in the stadium. Is that maybe not another factor that could be playing on Sheffield United? Well, it was it was difficult to go there last season to go away to Sheffield United. I know actually I know Newcastle done very well against them. Did you do yeah. the double over them? Uh, I yes, think you're the only team that did that as well because it was hard to go away to Sheffield the, United. Momentum is a massive thing in football. You know what I mean mm. and. They rid off that all season. Don't get. I'm not taking out away from that performances, but the they w- did it. They did overachieve though last yeah, year. Yeah, on yeah. On the team on even the performance. They were right. They, they were riding off that, and yeah. that, and all of a sudden now you've been beat three times in a row. Yeah, they didn't end the season well as well after. No, the, they after didn't. This yeah. lockdown. The, the positives you would probably take though, Tom, is that Leicester sat top of the league mm-hmm. and they've conceded the same amount of goals. So yeah. between top of the league and bottom of the league, they've still only conceded four and three games. If they start scoring, you'd like to think that they can turn yeah. the results around. It's not like they're getting blown away every game. They've only conceded four and three. So yeah. do they need to go out and spend some of the hard-earned money that they've made from the Premier League and reinvest in that and getting a, a Premier League proven goal scorer who's going to give yeah. them a chance? Someone like Danny Ings is to Southampton. So could that be the difference in them turning the results around? Well, yeah, you put a 20-goal-a-season 20, you know, 20 goal a season strike at the top of that team. It yeah. does it for anybody, but... Um because when I see them play, they play players like David McGoldrick. He gets used quite a lot. McBurney. Uh, uh, McBurney. He was, I mean, he, he invested well. quite a bit of money in um, some of the strike force. It's fair to be I think McBurney might be their tra- uh, top uh, signing ever. I think so. I think he's their record signing. Uh, but maybe they're not just going to... People like David McGoldrick or John their other striking options are, are, are probably not going to cut the mustard and I think they need to get a proven Premier League goal scorer and there's plenty of them about so maybe they need to dip into their kitty and actually invest would you maybe one player is Josh King where, from, where, where's Josh King he's, he's at Bournemouth still still at Bournemouth and you know take nothing away from the likes yeah. of Lee's Mousset and David McGoldrick at Sheffield United Mousset, but, yeah, but cool. obviously McGoldrick's at the Championship League one Striker in my eyes, he's, he's getting on a little bit. Do you maybe sacrifice one of them, get a bit more? He's also not a goal scorer. He, he works hard for his team. Like some of the games I watched Sheffield United play last season as well, I used to get tired watching McGoldrick. 
he'll work his ass off and there's a lot to be said for someone like that yeah. even just in the dressing room but when it comes to actually doing the most important and the hardest job yeah. if football is scoring goals do you reckon yeah. Josh King would have enough goals in him though? I think so uh, yeah do you I think he'd done it's, a lot it's his I pace think, is yeah. scary and I think Bournemouth were unfortunate last season to go down given mm. the team they had. Mm. I think even the same could be said for Watford. I think them two teams were just very unfortunate yeah. that a team like Sheffield United were having a, a, well, a, a season wonder. Well, you think of last season, where did Sheffield end up finishing? Was it seventh or eighth? They petered off towards the yeah. end, but they still yeah. finished top half. They definitely finished above Newcastle, <laughs> even if it was narrowly in the end. We were 13th or 13th. So they definitely finished ahead of Hughes. Why wasn't players like Callum Wilson a target for them? Because you would like to think it's a realistic target. Why? Why wasn't he um, a realistic? Why was that? Why didn't they have the ambition of signing players? Maybe like they that? thought they had enough, though. You know, Maybe. already. I don't know. I think when you buy a player like Oliver McBurney, you know, yeah. you, you, you like you've, they invested quite a lot of money in him. So you don't want to just do, all right, well, we've stayed up this season. Let's just go and sling a lot more money out. I think they've had to spend wisely because if you throw that much money at, say, two players, you, you're looking at about 40 to 50 million. Yeah. And but then the, you get relegated. Yeah. You, 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 half well, the there's parachute and stuff, payments yeah. and stuff, but I think the, real, the reality is that spending that sort of money, no matter where you're on the league table, is sort of what you have to do to stay in the Premier League. Well, most teams this year have improved on the, with oh, the signings they've made. Yeah, uh, Guardiola was, and we'll get on to them later. But he was saying it straight away. He's like every year gets tougher. Yeah, um, and you know, Sheffield United have got to know that it's our second season yeah now. Well, if everyone's getting this TV money and everyone else is buying and investing a lot of money in individual players, then it just inflates the currency. But it makes the standard. It just takes the standard up here to what sort of players you have to recruit. So there's work to be done for Sheffield Leeds. You know, the Leeds flying, looking good. The off, yeah. Um, not obviously the Leeds player that you've got in your fantasy team. I know you got one point this weekend, Rodrigo. Rodrigo yeah. yeah, he's still obviously not he's uh, getting, uh, he's had the impact. He's getting slowly yeah. bred into the team, and he so be, it takes a while for some. Be players. nice to see how he fares. Yeah. Spanish international, you know. What I mean, he's, it's a good. He's, quali- oh, he's quality. He's quality. Maybe he's, he's chan- doing the right thing doing that. You I know think he I mean? might be the old case where if he gets one, he'll he'll go on a run of because yeah. he does look sharp. Uh, anyway, moving on um, <laughs> to Tottenham versus Newcastle. So this is one that. Brett, you put 5-0. Tommy, you originally put 17-0. But <laughs> went with your head and put 1-1, one, one, which was turned out to be the went correct with heart and put one, one. Went with your heart and, and it paid off. Uh, I also did say at the end, I, I put 4-1 Tottenham, but I did say it wouldn't surprise me if there was a, like a, if it was a stalemate or a 1-1. One, one. So I should have went with my head. It's a hard-fought point for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Tottenham are going to feel very aggrieved. We've touched on VAR already in the Man United game, but this one is one that I think... If you haven't seen the game, it's just not a it's not a penalty. Um, I don't think I can really even argue the point with someone because you're going up against someone like Andy Carroll. Was he six foot four? He's a big guy. He's a he's a, he's a pure target man, old fashioned number Knocking nine. People's teeth. Over. He's 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 an Elbows absolute handful. Everywhere. It's the last minute of the game. You want to get rid of this ball. Eric Dyer has jumped up. He hasn't won the ball, but he's he's done what you're supposed to do as a centre half and make it uncomfortable for the striker. You don't always have to win the ball, but you're certainly supposed to make it uncomfortable. He's done that. The ball's hit off the back of his arm somehow, and it's been given as a penalty. The Tottenham, Jose Mourinho's felt, I mean, he didn't really say it in his post-match in, interview, yeah. 
didn't really mention it. He sort of done a little snide remark because it was like, um, who would you give man the match? He said, oh, Darlow. And then he said, unless you can give it to somebody who wasn't playing. So you know what he's getting at. Yeah, well, I think think he bites his tongue a lot more than he used to now. I think also he hasn't had a rub of the green for a while. Steve Bruce, which I actually really commend, has come out. And although his team have got, you know, a really valuable point against a very difficult team who were firing on all cylinders last week. Um, they've probably deserved the point to a to a certain mm. extent with individual performances and obviously just the fact that they've only let Tottenham score one. But he's even came out and says, look, VAR's a joke. It's a terrible decision. We've got we've got away with one, mm-hmm. which I actually really commend in today's game. Yeah, I don't I'll think many managers even that. say that. And obviously, as a Newcastle fan, I'm happy with the point, but it's masking over the cracks on our team, to be fair. Mm. If it wasn't called Dolo, I wouldn't have been far off 17-0. He was, he was quality. And I've been a bit of a critic of his in the past, to be honest, but he was class. He was really Was it sloppy really finishing from, from Tottenham? Um, a couple of wasted chances, but... Not, because they, they wasted, the bar, they they wasted the ones against Southampton as well. I know they mm. put five past them, but they still wasted a good handful. To be fair, three or four of them, though, were top saves. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what were. I mean? Like, another day you see them fly in. Hit the post as well. Couple, couple wide, but no, nah, I, I didn't. I didn't look at it thinking <laughs> like, oh, they've they've let Waffle one there. We we'll just keep Adam really well. But um, yeah, if I'm gonna be honest as well, I, d- I don't think it's a pen. He's headed it off him from a yard away. Yeah, his arm is up. It's his gun there, but well, well, I don't know. How, it's, how, it's, how else? I don't know what else. How else do, do you I? defend? A set piece against someone like Andy Carroll. No, I agree. And what you where where, do, you where your like arm's that? supposed to go? No, exactly. But you know, I mean, I'd have to jump off a player's shoulders to even compete for the ball anyway. So the fact that I just think it's a complete joke. Yeah. F- from my, I mean, I've I've sort of spoke about what I think of VAR anyway, and here's what I think. I think obviously goal line technology is a massive thing that um, definitely helps the game. Because I just think of Frank Lampard against Germany and it still breaks my heart. Well, we, thought, we thought they couldn't get that wrong, but then there was a Sheffield United game yeah. last season, wasn't there? Yeah. And the kid was behind over, yeah. the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that was, yeah. And he sort of hand-covered it or something yeah. to stop it. So Truth. even that can be wrong. Exactly. Um, but with this, th- this is the way I, s- I see. It's good that they've adapted VAR now. And so the line's been on flagging, even if they think it's offside, so that c- let yeah, they continue fair. naturally. That's common sense. With VAR, what it's given referees an opportunity to do is to pass the book. So even if their decisions, well, they, they, they don't get blamed for the decision. Essentially, it's VAR's, it's VAR's, what are you laughing at? It's VAR's mistake. Send the book, pass the book. Pass the book. <laughs> B-E-W-K. Pass the book. B-U-C-K. <laughs> pass the book, pass the book. Um, what should happen is, mm-hmm. and obviously referees can be trained to use it quickly and appropriately, especially when fans are back in the stadium, because... And that information should be related to the fans, but let's, let's not even get on that. What should happen is it should give the referee a chance to look at a yeah. dubious um, incident um, and make their own decision. So mm. they can't just say that it's far, that's rule, overruled this or rule this. The referee has a good 10, 20, 30 seconds to look at the incident with further But, um, but this help. is it. This is what I think is pissing people off. I mean, that penalty one, it isn't, it isn't a penalty, I don't think. No, uh, I know I'm a Newcastle fan. I'm happy with the point, but no, it's not. But it, <laughs> it's the fact that he did go look at it and it was still, this decision was still given. Yeah. Well, you look at the ones the other week, 
Like who was it? Uh, Christensen choking mm-hmm. Mane out. He's run through on goal. Took a minute he, to look he, at he it. He does a tackle that would be illegal on a rugby pitch. Yeah. And he's looking at it, watching it over and over and over again. Like, everybody, all of us, everybody watching it, watched it once and went pen, yeah. uh, red cards sent off. Yeah. So why? That's what I didn't get. But, what, what what's these delays? Why is it so hard to come to a conclusion when you've actually got that added help there? Yeah. I don't even get it. What do you think, Brett? Two of the games that we've already spoke about, I'm going to refer back to VAR playing a part in giving penalties. Mm-hmm. There was the the one with Neil Maupay, mm-hmm. like the con- re- yeah. very controversial, the Stephen Ward one mm-hmm. and the Eric Dyer one. Mm-hmm. Now, these have all been given because the, the referee and whoever's sat up in the, the office having a look at it has given it. But do you maybe feel that if VAR is not given, like, like VAR is not involved then one or two of these penalties don't get given because when it's like that, I mean, the referee had, to, when I was watching the Everton one, had to take about three, four looks, like mm-hmm. slowed right down for the Everton penalty against Palace. I think it should only be used if the referee thinks, okay, I'm not too sure I'm going to have a look. Not when, oh, well, the players are shouting, I'm going to get the guy upstairs to have a look well, at it. Well, the, dif- the thing is, it's all down to human error and VAR gives the illusion that it's not what it is. It's still yeah. other people coming to a decision and that it's humans coming to a decision. It's not a computer. We're not that advanced yet. But I feel like the fact that they've, they've literally shown a graph and says, this is apparently this is not, on, and they're showing you on your arm. Mm. It, it's, it's got to be deliberate. Or yeah. we, we get used to the fact that it is black and white. If it hits your arm, regardless of whether you mean it, regardless of how far away yeah. from the ball you are, it's going to be given. Yeah, well, that's that's what they're trying to maybe say. I I used to be all for the rule of like you're changing the direction of the ball, so it's not deliberate. Yeah. But if I'm stood in the, in the way of the goal, yeah, you take yeah. a shot at me. My arm's there. It's not deliberate. Yeah. But I've stopped the ball from moving forward towards the goal. Yeah. You've stopped. You give well, you stop that chance. That's exactly it. But regardless, Steve Bruce gonna feel lucky. You got a point. And it's papering over some cracks for us because mm. we we didn't deserve that point. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, glad for, I'm glad for Darlow it's what Steve Bruce is good at though yeah. Steve Bruce is good what? at grinding out results you probably don't deserve he rides his look a little mm. bit but he's obviously he's fought hard for the for the result and he's looked compact uh, and frustrated them um, I don't, I don't they had 14 shots like Jesus. keep I made four, no no they had more than 14 shots keep I made 14 saves Jesus that's, that's the most since Tim Crow kept them down there a while ago and we actually won that game that's, that's worrying and I'm just worried about papering over the cracks again from a personal point of view potentially uh, but again like I say obviously I'm being as optimistic <laughs> as I can clearly hey fucking hell moving on where are we at we're at Man City Leicester I put one nil Man City I don't think I can be uh, I don't think I can be sort of blamed for thinking that City were going to win the game certainly didn't think I don't think anyone predicted we were going to con- concede five goals like they did Tom all, you put 2-1 Brett you put 3-2 three, three, two, two. so we all back City um, I thought we were going to even keep a clean sheet potentially how wrong I was I did however have Jamie Vardy as my triple captain on fantasy football so I got 50, Who are you? 54 points Adam is captain like but well, I'm Fair play, pops triple for. And now I'm top of the league, so. Suppose maybe we should have looked at it that way, you know. Guardiola was complaining about injuries. You look at that bench and they had four or five. Well, you, you mentioned it, Tom. They had 13 first team players, players fit. But saying um, that, and I still pumped for City, but 
it's just that Guardiola factor that I thought. But uh, well, Jamie Vardy was on a, a one-man mission. I think he scored three. He also won two penalties. Um, Kyle Walker, I think a man of his experience, he's got to be. Ve- You've got to be careful when you're dealing with someone like Jamie Vardy because he's got. He reads the line so well. If you look at the first goal he scored, he actually he was in on goal anyway. And he, he stopped his run, came back inside. It's great if you're an attacking player and you're young, you want to look at players like Jamie Vardy to read yeah. the line. He stops his run, he comes back two yards, mm-hmm. he get, adjusts his body position, he still leaves a gap, and then he he plays, uh, he runs in, in, in on all the through ball. All three penalties were dumb from Man City's point of view, though. They're all clipping their legs, getting I, caught yeah. alongside well, them. I, but I think it's also a case of pure pace. Mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy's pace just completely unsettles teams. And um, he probably does make defender look amateur at times, but that's what really fast uh, players can do. Um, but y- you are right, though. Man City, I mean, they've not I think defended. we said this last week. Fardy seems to be getting faster as he gets Yeah, older. you did see that. Yeah. He was absolutely rapid. Yeah, he's he only a year older than me. I'm definitely getting <laughs> slower yeah. as I get older. As, uh, going off it, though, I mean, we knew Leicester had goals in them. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, the two games that they had prior to this. But going off this, I... I Saying that, I was like, "Am I am I imagining this?" Because I thought, yeah, it's going to be one of those games where you know both are just as good at going forward. But for Leicester to put five past a team, and I know you can say, "Oh, they've got 13 first team players fit and stuff like this," I still think that. Well, the start eleven was still good players, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I think City still controlled actually more of the game though. Leicester played. Leicester played well. But they play a very good counter-attack game. And every time they did counter-attack, they looked dangerous. Yeah. And they punished them most of the times. But uh, City still had more of the ball, just weren't clinical. And it's same old problems where they look susceptible to that counter-attack. Ake hasn't shredded up like maybe the thought. He scored. Hence scored they're going for this, uh, what's he called? This Diaz, is it? From yes. uh, Benfica. I think that's forced a hand. Uh, I don't know if you see it was 52 million euros. Mm-hmm. With uh, add-ons as and well. It, yeah, and it will see Nicholas Otamendi go in the opposite oh, direction, boy. which I think is probably the right career move for Otamendi, and it does make sense. Well, talking about Otamendi, mate, I remember me and you went and watched his debut at the Stadium of Light, and I think we got beat 3-0. He looked solid, but he, he's, he's always... He's never like... He's never really being consistent with his performances. He can have individual games where he'll get 9 or 10 out of 10 and he just looks like a, a pure brick wall and then he'll have other games where he's just completely missing. So I don't think we'll miss him too much. I think we've got too many defenders like the that. The last time they won the league, though, he was voted in the team of the year. Yeah. The last time yeah. they won it yeah. before Liverpool yeah. did. I think he gets well, I think he gets a lot of shit because his mistakes are highlighted so much for being in a Man City team. I reckon he's, he's a good player. He's got a mistake so. in him. Maybe maybe when he has people like company alongside him though. Yeah, maybe. Um, is it easier to just point him out though? I think because you know he's had that many mistakes before. Well, as soon as something goes wrong, you can be like, "Oh." I think it's because sometimes he <laughs> he seems a bit of a prick, so you're like, "Get yeah. in as soon as he makes a my, mistake." My own opinion on Otamendi is that he's the sort of he's a centre half who probably needs someone to uh, adjust the line alongside him. Yeah. So when you have company keeping him right, mm. he's someone you can use really well because he's he's athletic, he's really good in the air, he's strong. But if you leave him to actually control to the line himself, the line, yeah. to lead the line with maybe a, a John Stones or mm-hmm. I know Laporte is still, you know. Even Fernandinho, like, I mean, in his latter 
I mean, they play Rodri where he would normally play in whole the midfield. So Fernandinho's kind of adapted into that mm. centre uh, centre half role. Yeah, I but, think. But uh, there's no there's no excuse, mate. They've spent spent fifty million on Kyle Walker, didn't they? Uh, I think I've Jones. seen a start when forty on Ake. Yeah. I've seen a start when they signed uh, Kyle Walker that season. I think that. They signed three defenders that season, mm-hmm. and I think it equated to nearly the same. I think as what Cuba spent on their army yeah, defense that, for that yeah. year. I yeah. think it was like twenty million less than like you're spending that much money on three yeah. people, but yet mm-hmm. Cuba's spending all this money. I'd say their missile defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What left back did they buy that year? Uh, it was not Mendy. Mendy. Yeah, was, he gave got, away a penalty as well. I, I like Mendy. I must I admit, he's I a good a, character, man. Yeah, he's, he's good quality. going forward. He's, he, he's got good. Uh, he can put a good ball in as well. But Leicester scored five. They've scored twelve goals in three games. One thing before this, they were still top yeah. joint top goal scorers with seven anyway. Um, they look really dangerous. It's easy to say after three games, but whether they can keep this going or not, I mean, they were contesting even Liverpool to a certain extent. So why people are st- were, why are people, the why are people still not taking them serious though? Because I think there's an air of people still thinking mm, they're not quite good enough to mm-hmm. cut it in the top four or five. But then teams like Chelsea are. When realistically, when I look at the both the teams, yeah. I think uh, Brendan Rodgers has got a lot more experience than Frank Lampard. I think he's got a, I think he's got a, be- a better, uh, more well-rounded team with more Premier League experience. So maybe a better team ethic amongst them, you know? Yeah. Better I think chemistry. So. Mm-hmm. I think James, if James Madison's goal was ridiculous as well. Brendan Rodgers, though, I reckon he, he he's happy to fly under the radar as long as he can with mm-hmm. them. True. But I think they'll be up there. The the challenge City for second right up until they dropped off towards the end of the season. Yeah. I think so they've they recruited well as well, mate. The, the, I yeah, mean, they've reinvested well. the money that they got um, for Slabhead well. Mm-hmm. They've got 75... Maris. Yeah, well, Maris scored obviously, and Maris is true. Fucking peach, by great the way. with his with his weak foot. Yeah. But obviously, losing a big part of your defense like that, they've actually Soyuncu. He looks quality. Really, yeah. He's really, really. Uh, like a, he reminds us of like a young Puyol type, you know, hard yeah. as nails. He's a good footballer as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I think's brilliant? Right, the, the centre half partnership that they had when they won the league. Was Wes Morgan, I think, Rob Hoof. He's still in the squad, isn't he? Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan is. I think he's more just a character to have round yeah, for the yeah. younger ones. But isn't it brilliant how like they you know, they won the league with Danny Simpson right back, Christian like mm. that that back four wasn't the best, but yet um, the, yeah. the, the back I, I four they've got season, now is just I think that season I think every team can be um can be blamed for being poor. I think Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, none of them were really at the, I mean it came at a good time. Leicester seemed to just scrape the results out. I can't remember how many 1 0 wins they put like back to back, but it was like nine or so games. That was a, a freak year. But when you think of losing Ben Chilwell, you think of losing yeah. Slabhead, Riyad Mahrez. I, I don't think that's his name by well, birth. Well, Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've still got my fantasy team. I actually got four points this weekend. I didn't take him out. I thought he'd be all right. But, uh, but I think you'd probably be, you'd be understood for saying that you can. You, you would expect them to slip down the league. Mm. Doesn't doesn't appear to be the same. Yuri no. Tillman's really good. James Madison, yeah, he has his games where he goes missing a little bit, but overall he's, he's good. They've obviously lost scored a belt yeah. as well. Yeah, got a, a Yosi Perez as well. They've got Vardy who's just not slowing down. Well, that's it. I think Castigan Pereira. Yeah, he looks I think Castigan's yeah. a really good buy. Yeah, yeah. He, looked, he, he was another really good player against well, Man City. That's again like 
can we touch on City? Like mm. the one thing that Pep Guardiola is chasing is a Champions League, and I think with the team he's got at this moment in time, they'd be lucky to claw themselves yeah. out of the. Well, group. you look at the summer. And everyone, I mean, I was excited myself, like most English football fans are, that they were going to sign someone like Lionel Messi. And yeah, I was I like, wish I had please just get that over the line, just so I can see it for once. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen, and now the reality is they're getting spanked 5-2. Because Messi still seems to want out. He should get out. Yeah. He's only got a year left, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wants out, like the way he keeps speaking out. But I would have loved to, them to get him just so I could see him. Well, just think next year, Sunderland could be in the championship. We could... Potentially not have to pay for his... Tr- maybe I'll have a whip around for his wages. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe just retire if that's how I'm Messi on Sunderland. He's, he's like, like Sunderland, yeah. championship Stiff. football, yeah. retirement, yeah. you know, nice Man- sunny beach. Manchester, Champions League, Bridges. Hendon. <laughs> the, bri- yeah. the Bridges. The Bridges and <laughs> Dirty Greggs. <laughs> oh. I think he made the right choice. I think yeah, a, sa- maybe. a sausage and bean melt would definitely swim. <laughs> he got fucking out staying Barcelona. <laughs> Moving uh, on, I mean, yes. I mean, unless there's anything else to, to cover on this game, no, I think I mean, um, it was a, su- a surprise result. Um, I mean, I did still, like I said, put him as a tri- triple captain, so I, I think I secretly expected it, then Leicester to do something, but I, I, I did think Man City would see the game out. First Pep Guardiola is going to be scratching his head. First time Pep's ever conceded five, five goals, as a manager. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the stat, uh, he's conceded three hat-ricks as well against him. One by Messi, two by Vardy. Wow. Vardy's got nine goals against City as well. Yeah. That's another start. That's Two of seen. them hat ricks, obviously. That's yeah. just that blow. It, he does just get better with age. Like it'll awesome. be interesting to see how City react now because um, I don't know how long We've this injury list is meant to last. You know, like I don't know if there's players and he had Laporte on the bench, so he obviously wasn't even he obviously wasn't fit because you'd think he would start. He's he, we're talking about the money they've spent defenders. Mm. He, he was the most expensive. Mm. So he mustn't be fully fit. I think either. he's the best defender as well. I do as well. Yeah. By by quite a distance. I think he's their he's their best defender. Well, I think yeah. this kid gets signed, uh, Diaz. I think that will be the Polish. Yeah. So and there's Ake for forty million who's probably gonna sit on your bench. Yeah. I think it'll be a rotation. I think if you keep Diaz, Laporte and Ake fit, I think it'll be a rotation of them three. Yeah. I think Fernandinho's kinda just gonna, you know, be a cover role. I think he's still well, gonna he be was in back around in the, the centre mid role. But, but um, is there not something to be said for having a structure to your to your starting eleven? You look at Jurgen, uh, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, mm. maybe you can maybe take one or two players out the full starting eleven. Each week, the, the the back five's normally the same. Obviously, Joe Gomez is injured at the minute, but the back five's normally the same. Front the front three's, three's normally, normally the same. same. They rotate one or two in the middle. John Henderson, Wijnaldum are pretty and much. That just comes down to who they're playing against, really, isn't it? I mean, no, but I mean, if you I talk know what about, you mean, though, it's a more City, solid eleven. City taking every a centre half yeah. in, putting another centre half in. I mean, does that get you used to playing against this with the same system with the same players I'm not sure I think I think though that's what he's looking to do he's not happy with who mm-hmm. he's got there if this kid fits the bill for him he'll play most of the games and he'll try and work yeah. out that too. there's something to be said though about a team that'll play a pretty consistent starting 11 Leicester can be another team that you probably you probably think about Chelsea are a team that are the other way where mm-hmm. even if I was a Chelsea fan I don't think I could pick their starting 11 and Leicester seem to have a, a pretty pretty solid court of their team and even from you know, I'm not I'm comparing it to Sunday League, but even from Sunday League perspective, if you've got the same eleven every week, you just know where each other are. Your team chemistry is a lot better. I don't know. Maybe that's where teams They're like City are going to miss. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
another result that completely fucked the fo- the three of us up. Uh, we all backed up, uh, backed Wolves for this one, and we were all wrong. <laughs> Tom, me, and you slated them. Said they were a hump team. Yeah, played pretty good football. No, no, totally in, wrong in spats. It's going to totally they go through a bit of a slump. Wolves, I think it's going to totally humiliate me. The longer this Same podcast here. goes on, Same isn't here. it? Well, well, I put 4-0 Wolves. It was 4-0 West Ham. I see. You put 3-0 Wolves. Yeah, that's it. 2-0 Wolves. 2-0 Wolves. So we all backed Wolves. Uh, West Ham um, put them to the sword. They didn't look very good. They, they looked Wolves. a yard off the pace, Wolves. Mm. Um, Sebastian Haller, he scores his fourth. He doesn't even remotely celebrate. He's probably frustrated. Yeah. Both such a big price tag, still yeah. not starting the game. Yeah, he did. He looked angry, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, like... And... and, and yeah, he didn't celebrate, you're right, but he was, you watch that goal, it's a cracking ball in, like, and it's a cracking header as well, mm. but it gets over the kid's head in front of him, and he's stood completely on he's, his he's own. Got, he's got Completely three on yards. his own, and just headed down into yeah. the ground and into the corner. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably half the reason he didn't celebrate, it was like, well, fucking easy, that. Uh, has know? this result not been coming? I know, not going off the West Ham performances, but, you know, I did touch and say that, I thought pa- they looked great against City, though. On paper, um, they have they got didn't. a good team. They have yeah. like got good names there that you know probably have been underperforming, like mm. your Philip Anderson and your Malenko, mm. Mikel Antonio, and I think you know we're all I've, a bit we're all a bit critical of David Moyes. I but, thought you meant more Wolves being nah, being mm. crap, but uh, I didn't see it come with West Ham. I know what you're saying though. You mentioned them players. I just didn't. They weren't. They didn't look coherent with each other at all until until uh, that game. Yeah. Mm. And then the problem with Wolves is they've got, you know, it's, it's basically it's just a Port- Portuguese, you know, core with the odd, you know, Irishman and Englishman in it. But maybe they underestimated West Ham. Maybe they expect an easy for game. That. Maybe they, they've seen what their last two performances are like and totally written them off and not given them the respect they deserve because it's still a Premier League team. So got a lot of expensive players in their squad. Maybe it's a case of that as well. Wolves, they're probably due a bad game, but they are in a little bit of a slump. I know that had a Relatively, I mean, they've had Man City to start with as well. They had a relatively tough start, but they certainly should have been winning this game. Definitely. Um, if they're riding the crest of a wave that they did last year, they definitely put West Ham at the sword, no matter who, what West Ham team turns up. So they're going to be, and the fact that they've conceded four, it's not that they've been beat one or two nil. No, they've, they've conceded four mm-hmm. goals. Against well, West Ham needed really it. West Ham needed it because their run of games, mm-hmm. they've got. A horrible start this season that's why I, w- I worried for them more getting beat off us because yeah. I looked at the rest of their games and thought well they're all better teams than us you know yeah. uh, off Newcastle but it's a good win against a good team I know what you're saying about Wolves but uh, I would say they're a good team yeah and it's a good win so we'll see how West Ham go from here because that's got to give you some confidence because they, well, they blew them away really. well they had such a heavy schedule last year with Knackers. the Europa, Europa League fixtures as well yeah um could but be tiring whether that's a bit of a long hangover I'm not sure but you'd like to think they can just um, write this game off and, and start afresh next week but I'm this does sure. happen with teams who play in Europa League I know like you say it is get the drop off that next season yeah it's that next season that's kind of like you say it's like a hangover for them yeah. I think it happened with Burnley uh, you know, there was quite a few teams that was well, a hectic schedule, man. Yeah, it's it's when a lot fly, of pitches. We flying yeah. all over the world, well, and then you've got to come back, and even the Christmas schedules just so manic. And you got to remember as well that this all only just finished a few weeks before yeah, the season ha- started yeah. again. Maybe that's another. I think re- that's why yeah. there's so many goals this season still already. Like, 
tired legs. Yeah, teams. Players have not really had a break, and I no. think the top. I mean, look, Premier League players are top professionals, and amidst COVID nineteen, they're still training at home hard. They're still training hard. The best ones. But they've not really had a six-week break, have they? Yeah. Not, they've not had any well, real respite. And it's different running up and down your garden compared to being on the training pitch True. players. True. Um, so be interesting to see how it fares for them because I think Wolves are a team that this won't last This won't last with them. I think this is just a minor blip. You'd like to think so. Yeah, I think yeah. Wolves would be all right. I think Nuno as well. They've got good players. Nuno, knows, I think I really... Nuno knows. Nuno knows what he's doing. <laughs> I really like him as a coach. Um, and I think what he's done... He's done something that only a handful of coaches really can How do you do think that days. whole policy, though, of just, like, just signing Portuguese players? Yeah, I don't know. It is know. getting a bit mental, like, because at first I was like, oh, that's quite funny, that. And then he signs another 25 of them, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? It is bizarre. It, it's potentially a case of his own... Wenger used to get shit for, French. you know, all the French lads. You tried it, didn't uh, you? It was. <laughs> it worked. Fucking hell! Nearly. Got, I was the unbeatable. Uh, the the uh, invincible season. Yeah, practically yeah, half French. I'm saying uh, Newcastle tried it. Newcastle tried it. Aye, yeah. quite a French contingent. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we bought Marvel. a few. Wait, did we we have Irish, didn't we? We had loads yeah. of Irish players under Kino. We had loads. We had fucking probably could have started. Okay, I let you away with that one because you were in the Premier League then. We were. Is that before the other six in a row after? Ooh. <laughs> Not the podcast for that yet. Uh, well, that's it, all that. What was it you said? If we were playing Burton Albion every week, we'd be top of the league too. Then yeah, we got beat off Burton Albion. Yeah. Oh, sorry, though. Anyway, let's get off this. Before get heated. Well, that's all the, the sort of weekend's fixtures covered. Brett, have you got an up to date score for uh, Yeah, what's the last score? Because it was 2 0 the last time we checked. And I want to get back for the I uh, ha- actually put. What did you put? Uh, well, I know I got it wrong because I know it was 2 0 Villa before. What did you put? I put 2 0 Fulham. What did you put? I put 2 0 Villa. Did you? What is it? It's 3-0 Villa. Is that f- how, how uh, long so left? That's got to be Elliot. There's 10 put, minutes left. I'll put 2-1 Re- Villa. Jack really shortened the scoring. Uh, Connor Hurihan made it 2-0. And then Tyrone Mings in the 48th minute made it 3. And how long's to go? Looking at the stats, Villa's, the goalkeeper, the Fulham goalkeeper's not made a save. Okay. How long's to go? 10 minutes. I did say that. So that's a Villa win. Potentially. So that puts me on four points. Brett, that puts you on. Oh, yeah, you might want to explain that. So the point system we're going to be using, so obviously we have our prediction show on a Friday. Um, Look, this is showing to maybe fuck our credibility up somewhat. (laughs) Some of these results this week, and I'm sure you can actually give us a a bit of a pass on because some of them, I mean, if you predicted them, then you're obviously a genius. But the way the league table is going to work between our predictions is you get three points for a correct score. You get one point for a correct result, no points for anything else. We'll open the so, door as well to our little predictions league if anyone wants to message yeah, in each week. Yeah, message in and let us know what your your fixtures, uh, your scores are for, you, for the fixtures at the weekend. So, so far, Tom has got two results right. That's six got, points. He, he also got the correct scores. Mm-hmm. So, he's got six points. So, if the Aston Villa win right now, that'll put me on four correct results it'll give you your first point but i didn't actually have any correct scores i just got the right result so that put me on four points and brett fast and villa win you get a point sir you get one point so it's so far it's six to tom four to me one to brett also just while we're on the topic of of why we've done this full setup look at the minute this is our third podcast we'd like to say as well so we're not going to claim to be experts on the stuff but 
we've got this full setup now. We're, we could have had a TV up here today had we not been so busy. We're going to do match reactions. There's all sorts of stuff we're going to be um, we're doing on this on the actual YouTube channel. So if you are listening to us right now, I would suggest giving us a little subscribe on YouTube. Obviously, if you are listening, give us a follow on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. But certainly the YouTube side of it um, going forward is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, we'll also have little FIFA tournaments. We'll want to. We'll have them on because I want to fucking smash you boys at FIFA. Behave yourself, will you? We'll, want, we'll, want, uh, we'll want more of an interactive following in terms of getting you guys involved because yeah. it's, you know, you can see three lads here who go to the matches when we've been allowed to go to the matches back yeah. in the day who just live and breathe football. So we want it to be. We're not Sky Sports presenters. We want it to be for the same people who are just like us. Yeah. And uh, obviously, again, this weekend, like I did touch on last week, I had so many more messages, so many new followers and people who'd listened to it and said, it's a class listen. People like me, mate Nathan, um, feeling who's who's been telling us how, how he's, I think he's listened to them both so far and giving his own predictions and stuff. I love, I love stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think we're going to start like a, an actual group on Facebook as well, where people, where listeners can join and yeah. put up debates and posts and whatever else. Uh, so, so keep tuned for that. The other thing is um, that, yeah, obviously comment, let us know anything that we can sort of talk about. We had a few sort of suggestions this weekend as well, but they were all oh, shit. Um, <laughs> so, they, but let us know what shit as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Um, but like, look. Quick we're, we're, one. At, we're on our third episode and quick one though yeah. sorry and interrupt but what you've actually got for this last game I've got 3-1 Liverpool and so's Brett and I've I think got you've got 4-1 four. Four, Liverpool so we are okay. back Liverpool I've still got four players in my fantasy team for tonight I've got El Nenny whether or not you start that'll be enough uh, Salah to be said. I've got Salah as well I've um, got Leno in goal who I can't Van Dijk. keeps gonna yeah go Van Dijk and I've got I've got Van Aert. Uh, oh, no, did Grealish score for Villa? Yeah. He did, yes. In your team. Can I just say, I've had a look at your fantasy team yeah. and I've noticed it's quite heavy Arsenal-Liverpool mm-hmm. and I will say, your best option tonight so no player gets like a negative score. It just ends up as like a boring nil-nil draw and there's yeah, nothing no point, really happens. No, yeah, but then no player gets any points. Yeah, I'd rather Salah get a hat, Rick. What's the point from getting a hat, Rick, if you're going to get, get minus 30 Van points for a red card? You don't, you don't get that many. Uh, uh, Van Anhalt. <laughs> no, Van Anhalt. Van Anhalt. Van Dijk. Van Dijk, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a bit oh, of a difference. Get, you love Van Dijk <laughs> as well. I love Van Dijk. Uh, Van Van Arnholt. <laughs> he played for us as well, you know, before he went to Aye, but, you know, he made his name at us, though, didn't he? Was it when he was in the championship? Yeah. It's when he used to have long, long, like, spaghetti hair. He's also had Danny Rose, who was a shy idea. And he was brilliant for us. He's, he's one of the boys. And, you know, they've had DeAndre Yedlin, Manquillo, Yeah, he's, let's, let's Jack talk about this. Callback. You use a lot of our ex-players. Yeah, they're all shy. They had a good yeah. game against us in the door. Let's sign them. current fullback. I wouldn't. Uh, Mankio's done well. Actually, he's I'll fucking give him that. shite. Man I think Keogh, I'd argue he's better than he's you know, all your players. <laughs> he's not. I'd, I'd, he's pay, not I'd have Luke O'Nine over Luke him all the time. Twice the player of Man He's got more bottle. He wins everything in the air. He tackles harder. Premier League podcast. Coming to you from League Two. <laughs> League, League Two. Fuck off. No, League One. Mate, Mankio is shite. He was Compared so shit for us. Your League One right back. Stop bringing Luke O'Nine. Luke O'Nine's a better player. He's not. He Luke is. 9's a better player. Well, we'll see when he gets if to the Premier League. If you actually watch Luke 9 you would 100% have Luke 9 in your team. 
Manquillo is he's co- a little he's committed, bitch. he's passionate, he, mm. he gives everything. He's quite, Man, he's quite strong, he's a good looking bloke. To be honest, I wouldn't be, be surprised. Out, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big cock either. Are you shagging him? No, it is. I'd happily. <laughs> Shag shag he probably could. He can't be getting paid that much in League One. <laughs> Dick. So you just sign all of our husbands like Colbach. Colbach. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else have you signed from us? Well, I don't know. Yedlin. Andy Cole. Andy Cole. To be fair, we got him when he was past his sell by day. He was Adam when he was in his prime. We yeah. got him when he was coughing up dust. <laughs> yeah, he was ancient at us. Oh, I, can't even, I forgot we had him. Rob Elliott. Yeah. Rob Elliott. It was it? Shea Given. Sorry. We had the original Shea Given. We had Shea Given on loan yeah. from Blackburn. We had him for 10 years. Mm. But, you know. And he turned us down because, you know, he probably had a night out. You're right, maybe up. we should go for Luke 09. Whatever he's called. If he is us, whatever he's called, Luke O'Nine's awesome. Luke Ten. <laughs> if he offer us ten million for Luke O'Nine, I'd say maybe, maybe you would like. I'd say uh, I'd we'll, we'll club, accept it. Club wouldn't say. Maybe, I think Stuart maybe. Donald would say yes. He'd say yes, please, because we're <laughs> we're, in, broke. we're dangerously broke. <laughs> but you, the only way I'd accept it is if you know we, we maybe could pay, got we could offer ten million for your stadium right now. Fuck off. He's a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but he's <laughs> not playing this game. Yeah, it's alright though. You're still a bit sore off the four, aren't you? Oh, I'm sore off everything. What shade? <laughs> I mean, like well, I've got man queue out right back. I know that's what's depressing. He's made a play like Fabio Barini look like Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's fucking brilliant. How many goals did he get that season? Fifteen. I all against years. <laughs> all in the town. Oh, yeah. But anyway. yeah. It is Premier League podcast. Yeah, fuck me. It is quite uh, terrible. So next week we will anyway, have League One patter. We're still, we're still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. League One patter. We need to speak about the Arsenal game. Obviously, we'll give our predictions, um, but um, stick on with that, Tom. Four one. Well, yeah, why not? Three one. You got same as me. I'd, I'd want to see the lineups. Yeah, um, after the last week's results, I've got Lacazette as well. I forgot about that. I, I, I mean, as this is what football is, though, isn't it? Like. You, this is why your bets get fucked up every but, week. You you bet with your head or or previous results and whatnot, and then it gets thrown out the window. But yeah. you got to think. I mean, Arsenal are good. Arteta has made them better as well. And uh, but Liverpool, fucking Liverpool, Liverpool or Liverpool. Mate, yeah. It's just going off this weekend's fixtures. It's definitely unpredictable. And to be honest, I I, I couldn't even hazard a guess. Long may continue out. with I all think, the goals. I, yeah, the I think the other I mean, thing is fun. to be said. There's 32 goals now of Aston Villa's third this weekend. So yeah. it's making for a good spectacle. Whether or not there's fans there yet, I think the games are actually really, really good. I think the quality of football is really good. And um, I like, very quickly, yeah. I like the... Um, you get two options on Sky Sports. I think BT have the same oh, I'll, shit. I love taking the commentary off. I uh, fucking... No, no, the the, the noise, fuck the noise. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. hear that. I mean... Yeah, I want to hear players tell them, well, the fuck top, off and mark your man. Before the Tottenham game, uh, us against Tottenham, they had that crowd boom round. I was like... Where, it was, it's never as loud when they're in there. It was yeah. fucking bullshit. I'm, I'm not going to be that cheering guy. Cheering and as well. Yeah. Sometimes pure there's, there's one thing that I don't want to hear and it's... A bunch of you know Tottenham and Chelsea players doing. Oh, I might pass a fucking bottle. I, I, I don't want to do that. that. I love nah. that. I want to hear them shouting at each other. Nah. It's like having it, having the noise on. It's like for people who, you know, like uh, you watch a program without a laughing track and you stop laughing because you don't understand the fucking jokes unless there's a laughing track there. That's how it feels watching football with a fake crowd on yeah. it. It's like I don't need that. In fact, this is me one chance to hear the inside. Yeah, yeah. Frank Lampard calling 
Klopp and his bench yeah, a bunch yeah. of fucking shit yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or Karen Andy Carroll tell, and I'm, and and I'm also going, sick, you fucking joking, I'm sick of the commentators apologising for swearing. Yeah, I know. It's like, eh? fucking hell, why do you think we come to the matches? Yeah. To swear and be angry. If there's a little kid sat with, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking tell them. They had them listen or whatever. Mean? You didn't need to apologise. Have they ever been to one match? No, literally. Jesus, man, it's all oh, cool yeah. this. And I'll learn my best swear words at the match. Yeah, too uh, right. My first, it's hilarious. It is a little one for you. My it's first you ever Sunland match. My first ever Sunland match is championship oh, at home. Obviously. I can't uh, stress this enough. Really. No, because it's, 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 it's funny. It's funny because it goes to like... fucking Sunland <laughs> I was about eight or nine year old and we're uh, we're in the championship and it was funny. It was first match, we beat Wolves 2-1 at home. And uh, there was like we were sat right next to the Wolves fans, and the Wolves fans were all here. We go, what's he doing? And all the Wolves fans were like, well, you know, giving giving it this and that. And my dad was like, he have you seen them, man? He turned around to look at me, and I'm doing fucking standing uh, up on the chair. Oh, was that when we we won two one? Daryl Murphy. Yeah, I did see that. It was Andy Keogh put them one 0 up. Keogh, yeah. uh, Ross Wallace scored ahead of back. Do you post. remember that game, Tom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think three. I think Newcastle were probably was playing in. Uh, it was when you were back in the Premier League when I was. What what year was that, Tom? Oh six or seven. So you would have been forty two. I'm seventy two now. That's <laughs> you look well, mate. You look well. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I, I'd argue you look okay for seventy two. At least he's not. Eating, <laughs> at least he's not in the microphone this Good week. Good these cameras are all four K. <laughs> that's saying Luke and nine. That's what. Luke and nine. Should we do a little quiz? No. No? Name the six English players who were yeah. in Newcastle's starting lineup for the 1998 FA Cup final. Uh, Robbie Lee. Yep. Alan Shearer. Uh, Robert. Steve Howie. Yep. Robbie Elliott. No. David Batty. Yep. Two more. Oh, English. Not, mm. Brit- oh, not British, it says. English. English. Fuck. Hard man. Hard man. Hard. I said David Batty. Psycho. Oh, Psycho, Stuart Pierce. One more. He played for you. John Barnes. No. Um, He's got the surname. He shares the surname. Is the fucking, the the biggest scumbag in English Oh, Thingy, thingy Barton. Cheers, bro. Sorry, uh, no, just when you say scumbag, yeah. you say scumbag, it's just, Barton. oh, Joey Barton, because he's Warren, a scumbag. Warren, Warren Barton. Barton. So, sorry for that, guys, but you know. He's one for you, Tom. I'm, I'm, I'm and you've got to keep, you don't want to get into I'm the Brett. scumbag territory after what we were just trying to do. Which five goalkeepers played in two or more FA Cup finals between 2000 and 2009? Five goalkeepers. Pretty good question. You should get this. Shea Given? Nope. David James? That's one. Uh, Shaka Hislop? <laughs> no. Uh, What's the question again? Which five goalkeepers played in two or more FA Cup finals between 2000 and 2009? Okay. Oh, I think the only one we Patrick. get is uh, Chris Coikland. Nope. Uh, Was it English goalkeepers? Not necessarily, no. Can I jump in? Yeah. yeah. Petr Cech. Boom, two. Van der Sar. No. Van der Sar. Yes. Jens Lehmann. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, uh, that would have been good. Uh, if it was right. If it was right. Simon. Yes. Who? Simon. Simon. <laughs> David Simon. Uh-huh. Two others are... Goalkeepers. Goalies. Shaka Hislop. No, you said him already. <laughs> Shaka Hislop. Kudicini. Did he pay him nah. one? Uh, Roy Carroll. Yes. Fuck Good off. shout, bro. How did you get that? Good shout. It's just because I knew Who United. Who the fuck did he play uh, Man U? Keeping on topic with Man U. Uh, Barthez. No. Nah. 
Uh, Taibi. Who? Massimo Taibi. Do you know who that is? Was a goalkeeper, you know, when like the ball drops and he goes down to grab it and he just scots through his legs. Between 2000 and 2009. I don't know. You should get this guy. Yank. Oh, oh. Timmy Howard. Thanks for listening. And join us next week when we have a telly on the yeah. wall. Guest stars. Uh, this week. Oh, yeah, shit. It will be this week. Because we'll be doing Friday. Fridays. Join us next. Yeah, join us this week when guest stars are. Luke O nine, um, Adam o, Johnson, Luke, <laughs> Luke nine, Luke O nine, Luke O nine, Nile Ranger, uh, yeah, <laughs> Nile Ranger, yeah. Andy Carroll and Kevin, Big Norman. Andy, Big Andy's gonna come on out eventually, hundred percent, some point. Well, you, you, you know, I'll a get friend him, of I'll him. Get him in there. I've seen him in the pub. Come mm. get a big Charlie on, Charlie White. Come on, Charlie son, repping. Charlie White, mate. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, this has been Premier League Patter. Any uh, sign off words? Uh, Tra, Not from you, Ella. I want to get back. I've got 10 minutes to get home for the Liverpool game, so um, yeah. fuck you very much. Yeah. Uh, much love and speak to you soon. Yeah.